Hey fam, what's up? It's Sherry, the host of the Sober Girls podcast. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. I'm really hoping that together we can not only break the stigma of mental health, but we can talk about things in sobriety that specifically affect women. We have tons of stories of recovery in the AA book, and it's a passion of mine to be able to help people. I'm also very passionate about my sobriety, and with tons of new generations of members, and after we have successfully survived a pandemic, it's really important for people to know that we are out here, we can help you, and you are not alone. Finding who you are is a journey, and my journey has been a lot of hard work, but it's been really rewarding. One thing that I learned through the pandemic was not being able to see people face-to-face was really difficult, and it affected people in a lot of different ways. For me, I was actually really blessed. I have a social media presence that allows me to meet people and get in touch with people and ended up talking to other people who were also in sobriety during the pandemic. Because everything had gone from in-person to online, there was a huge gap in a generation that got missed. And I feel that it's important that we have resources out there for people who may not be very tech savvy, but still want to be involved in the sobriety community or don't have the options to make it to meetings or don't have the options to sit in person due to health issues. I fully intend on being one of those resources for anyone in the community, whether you are a newcomer, whether you are an old timer, if you're a family member, if you are coming back into the rooms or coming back into sobriety, welcome, we're here for you. So I suppose it's a little bit cliche to say this, but hi, I'm Sherry and I'm an alcoholic. I have been sober since April 21st of 2010. I ended up getting sober at the Al-Anon Club in St. Cloud, Minnesota. So shout out to everyone who goes to the meetings at the Al-Anon Club. As we go through this journey together, you're going to learn a lot about my alcoholism as well as my sobriety. Um, There's a huge difference between why I got sober and my low. And when I say my low, that means the point that I was at the lowest in my life when I should have realized that I have a problem and I need to stop. Don't worry, you'll get to hear my story. All of our stories are kind of the same. They all are same in the aspect that we knew we should have gotten sober and we didn't. We had opportunities and we didn't take them. And no matter what we thought was going on, we were affecting people around us. By the time that I had sobered up, it had been probably 20 years of me drinking. I was 30 years at that point. And when you say, wait a minute, 20 years? Yep, 20 years. I was introduced to alcohol at a very young age. During the holidays, my dad would allow us to have a sip of wine or a small amount of wine, and eventually that would turn into wine coolers, and I remember trying beer at 13 years old. I also remember once I started to have that taste or those feels, it was something that I enjoyed. It was something that made me feel good. And at 13 years old, when you're in that awkward, gross stage, 
feeling good and feeling confident, even if I guess you're dancing alone in your bedroom, is something that is everything a 13-year-old would want. Minus those little drinks and stolen drinks, I really wouldn't have an issue drinking until I moved out of the house. My mom gave me some rules and I chose to not follow them. And so I ended up living with a college roommate and that's when my drinking truly took off. The disease of alcoholism is progressive. And over the next few years, it would get further and further out of control. I actually remember showing up. I used to be a model and I showed up to a call a casting call it was in downtown Minneapolis and my boyfriend at the time had had a Halloween party the night before and my roommate and our other friend were at his party and we just got drunk I mean sloshed it was not pretty at all um so I went to the casting call the next day and they actually told me that I would be going home um I reeked of alcohol and I think I was about 19 at the time, 1920. And um, I lost that job. And the problem with losing that job was once I lost that job, I lost subsequent jobs because as big as the modeling world is, it's also very small. And in Minneapolis, Minnesota, if you make one mistake, everybody's going to know about it. My alcoholism seemed to progress with every relationship that I was in. It seemed to get worse. Also did my choice in partners. I continued to choose men who either verbally, emotionally, or physically abused me. Now those are not the reasons for my alcoholism whatsoever. I just want you to know that as my disease progressed, so did the decisions that I were making. Whether they were going to be for the better, for the worse, everything that I did seemed to be compounded by my alcoholism. Eventually my alcoholism would lead to not only using pills, um, smoking weed, doing drugs, but also doing this in front of my child. Doing this during a deployment with my ex-husband. I am going to be sharing things with you that you might not like and in fact may change your opinion of me and that's okay that's fine that's what we are here for because we are not our mistakes we are not our past and this is something that people in the sobriety community need to understand when I started to get sober my sobriety was almost as messy as my alcoholism I would go through a few sponsors I would white knuckle it. I wouldn't have a sponsor. There are so many things about my sobriety that were just as messy as my alcoholism was. During the pandemic, I ended up meeting a gal named Haley. Actually, I ended up meeting her prior to the pandemic, but we really didn't kick off a relationship until probably a couple of months into the pandemic. It was actually June. And we had a lot in common and we would share some really in-depth conversations with each other. And I remember her at one point saying to me that the most important thing I can do is make my mess my message. And that really stuck with me. I wasn't sure how I could make my mess my message during a pandemic. Um, after everything that I had been through, it blew my mind that someone could actually look at me or hear me or see me and tell me how proud of me they were. 
Um, even now, that's still something that I really struggle with. So I really made a point to, during the pandemic, be visible. Whether it was on social media, in my AA Zoom meetings, talking to other people, sending little messages, building people up. One thing about sobriety is you have to give it away in order to keep it. So I started talking about my sobriety on Twitter and I ended up getting a lot of people that were already sober. I also ran into a gal who said, hey, I wanna be sober, I don't know what to do, what can I do? And I said, hey, come on to our Saturday morning Zoom meetings and you can hang out with us and hopefully it'll change your life. Over a year later, she is still attending. I also ended up meeting a gentleman who went into rehab during the pandemic as well. He um, has been sober for, it'll be a year this August, and I'm really, really proud of him. Getting sober during the pandemic, finding a community during the pandemic is so difficult, you guys, and I just am excited that I get to be here with you, and I get to take you through not only my alcoholism, my addiction, my sobriety, but also living life in the 12 steps. We are going to be going over not only the 12 steps individually, but we're gonna be going over the 12 steps and how they applied to my alcoholism and my sobriety. I want you to understand that you are not alone in this process. I want you to understand that as bad as you think your story is, I promise somebody has the exact same story. In fact, it states on page 58 in the big book for AA, our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. I truly thought when I stepped into the rooms of AA that I was the only person that had done some of the things that I did. And to find out not only were there people that did the things that I did, but they cashed in and they did a little bit more. They did a little bit extra. And I remember there was quite a few people at my meetings actually who were there for court things, for um, DUIs, probation, a number of different things. And I remember thinking to myself, well, pfft, at least I don't have it this bad. I mean, at least I still have a job. At least I'll, I still have a license. At least I still can drive a car. And what a narrow-minded way to think. Because once I got to know these people, and once I got to know their stories, I realized that by the grace of God, by my higher power, I didn't have those things. Now, I was definitely on the way to losing a lot. Um, I would lose a job due to my alcoholism and even in my sobriety due to my alcoholism and my bad choices I would lose a fantastic job in sobriety as well. So it doesn't just go away. You have to work your program. You have to get involved and that's what we're going to do here. Through this podcast we're going to be talking about daily reminders, prayers, reprieves for just one day because as alcoholics as addicts that's all we have is one day you don't have to be sober for a hundred years you don't have to be sober for 59 years or even three weeks you have to be sober for today one day at a time i'm going to be sharing with you my daily rituals 
how I get through a day of sobriety, different publications that I read, what are things that I do to take care of myself. Self-care is also so important. Once we start caring for ourselves and loving ourselves, everything else around us truly does become easier. There are also a ton of books that revolve around not only sobriety, but mental health and some books that really got me through not only this past year, but also some books that I am reading specifically for this podcast because I want to be able to be a resource for people. I want this podcast to be something you can come to, flip through, and go, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. There are so many times when I would be getting up to go to an AA meeting and I really did not want to, you guys. I do not like getting up at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning after I had been working all week. I have a kid who dances all the time. I have a spouse who works 60 hours a week. Like, I just want to lay in bed. But when you end up going to a meeting, you end up hearing something that you really did need to hear that day. Your higher power has a way of speaking into you when you go to these meetings, when you talk to certain people, when you engage with that girlfriend in your life, when you go out with that group of girlfriends or hang out with that group of college friends, every group of people that you hang around has an influence on your life. And I am telling you, the people in AA have been one of the greatest influences I could ever ask for. And I am so excited to be that for you. And if you need help finding a meeting or this is your meeting or you're just here to learn about me so that you have dirt over me, hey, whatever. As long as we're all here together, that's really all that matters. I am going to be having a website designed that will have content. The content will be um, either a book that we're reading that week that I've reviewed or it's going to be acronyms that I've learned through my sobriety that make sobriety a little bit more fun. But I want to have materials for you that you can download, that you can read, that you can refer back to when things are really difficult. There are some AA books that I actually read on a daily basis. Daily Reflections is one of them. Um, it's a prayer book, but it also has a AA book script in it so it's going to be either from the Alcoholics Anonymous book as Bill sees it there's different publications that they use in the daily reflections and it's really nice because you get your prayer time and meditation but you also get a quote from someone in AA to get your day started. I have also started finding some friends for us that are going to come on here and explain their situation with their alcoholism, addiction, and sobriety, their experience, their strength, their hope. There are so many people that either have 20 years on me or five years on me, and in sobriety, those years can actually make a difference. As we get older, we learn. So imagine getting older plus being able to apply what you've learned in AA or in rehab or in celebration recovery. We are not here just to talk about AA. We are going to be talking about different ways to find sobriety. We are going to be talking about programs such as Celebrate Recovery, which is done 
through local churches in your area and also rehabilitation centers. I plan on having people from every platform of sobriety come and talk to us about how they got sober and how it worked for them and why it worked for them. I think the most important thing that we have to understand is is that we don't get sober on our own. I had a friend text me the other day and he said, yes, I am all in because you know what? It wasn't the text message, it wasn't the phone call, it was the stories that kept me sober. And like I was saying earlier in the podcast, you hear other people's stories and you go, whoa, (laughs) I really thought I was the only one. And you're not. You will never, ever be the only one. I also am going to have a Patreon group where you can subscribe. And once I get into this a little bit more, I'm going to have some podcasts that are just for Patreon members. And the reason that is, is because I don't want to come on here and review a book that you didn't want to hear about or have a guest that you're not interested in. So by having those Patreon episodes, by having those private paid episodes, not only do you help me in supporting the podcast, but you are also going to get a chance to tailor some of your listening that I'm going to be doing. Now, as I said before, I want this to be a free resource for everybody. So if you decide to sign up for a Patreon account, for every Patreon account that I get, that money is going to be going back into the community. It's going to be going to rehab centers, literature for meetings, I would also like to be able for people who can't afford a Patreon account to be able to listen to specific episodes. So that is something I will address a little bit later on as we get going into this and you decide that you actually like me and want to stick around. There are so many things that I'm looking forward to talking to you about, to telling you about, and hopefully some of you we should be able to get in a live every now and then so that you can actually talk to me, ask me questions, because I want to know what you want to hear that would enhance your sobriety, or I want to hear what is hindering your sobriety. I want to be here for you so that you feel like you have somewhere to go when you're feeling all alone. We have all spent the past year feeling alone at times, and... There have been days, no matter how much community I have, I would still feel very alone. I know that a lot of us also in the sobriety community deal with depression and anxiety. And we are going to talk about depression and anxiety and how it relates to alcoholism and things that we can do to also make those things better. Such as saying the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You would be surprised how that simple prayer with anxiety, which is something I had to say multiple times, not only recording this podcast, but also getting ready to record it because y'all, I'm a bunch of nerves and I want to make sure that I am bringing you the content that makes you feel like You want to keep listening and I have something to offer you. Thank you all so much for coming and listening to this introduction. I know that it might be a little scattered. It might be a little all over the place and I apologize for that. I am doing this by myself with no one else in the room and it's been a learning experience for me, but one that I'm truly, truly enjoying. 
Join me next week as we get ready to start with step number one. When the bottom falls out, what happens before step one? What gets us there? Who gets us there? And how we get through it? And remember, everybody's bottom looks different. Everybody has a different spot where they feel like they can't handle it anymore. And we are going to talk about that, what it looks like, what it looked like for me, and how we can get you the help that you need. I really appreciate everybody being here on the start of this journey. And I really look forward to getting to know you. I really look forward to building a relationship with you and bringing you along on this journey with me. Until next week. Bye, fam. Thank you.